Happy Friday! And welcome in to this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manhandle. And in this episode, we'll be doing a Packer preview for the Packer game, which is Sunday at Lambeau Field against the Minnesota Vikings at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The Packers come into the game at 5-1, and one, while the Vikings are the opposite record at 1-5. and five. And for this episode, I will have Mark Trunk, who is my cousin, on for another Packer preview. Mark, welcome to the show, and I uh, look forward to doing this episode with you. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. And first and foremost, uh, ranks coming into the game from an overall standpoint. The uh, Vikings come into the game offensively ranked 15th, while defensively they're ranked 29th. And the Packers, from an overall ranking standpoint, rank 7th, while defensively they're 11th. Packer notable injuries coming into the game. Aaron Jones is out. Kevin King is out. Aaron Jones, as most if not all of you know, the running back, and Kevin King is the cornerback. So those are two key players that are going to be out and have already been ruled out. Other players on the injury report during the week, Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari, Chris Barnes, Hunter Bradley, Mason Crosby, Tyler Irvin, Rashawn Gary, Raven Green, Tyler Lancaster, Mercedes Lewis, John Lovett, Kamal Martin, Darnell Savage, Preston Smith, Zaria Smith, Equinemius, St. Brown, and Robert Tunyon. As those are players, again, that are just listed on the injury report through the week. Uh, but a lot of them have odds to play like they'll be fine playing, like I've already heard uh, within the media. Mason Crosby should be able to go. David Bakhtiari looks like he'll be able to go. I would assume Preston and Zedarius would be able to go, uh, but I just want to bring up their initial injury report. So be looking for the injury statuses of those players ahead of Sunday's game and seeing if some of them are active or inactive. Hopefully all of them are active, but some of them might be inactive. So uh, the Vikings on the other end have Dalvin Cook, the running back, who has already been ruled out. Or, or actually, rather, I just got a notification on my phone. Uh, Delvin Cook will be able to play. So he is able to go, and uh, that'll be good for the Vikings' backfield. I know that he's coming off an injury, so earlier in the week it looked like he was not able to go, uh, which is what I initially had. Uh, but it's good that he's uh, healthy and able to go in the game uh, for the Vikings. So they'll have him and then Alexander Madison at running back uh, as their top two running backs. And then out for the Vikings, Mike Hughes, the cornerback, and Holton Hill, the cornerback. So I believe those are their top two cornerbacks they will be without, so that will definitely be a factor for the Vikings defensively covering the Packers receivers. And then questionable uh, for the Vikings is Dan Chizina, the wide receiver. So, Mark, I will bring you in now, and you can talk about the Packers defense first and get your thoughts there, and then I'll – uh, give my thoughts uh, a little bit there, and then we'll move to the offense. And then after that, uh, we will give our predictions. So that I actually want to do after this uh, short audio break before we bring Mark in to uh, talk more about uh, the offensive and defensive uh, aspects for both teams. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead to the second little segment in this episode of Big A Sports Show. In the first, we set you up with the injury report 
for the Vikings-Packers game on Sunday from Lambeau Field. This is Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. And uh, in this next segment, I will bring my cousin Mark in. Uh, as he was introduced in the first segment, he was in the last Packer preview for the Texans game. So I will get his thoughts now on the Packers. Defense we'll start with, and then we'll get my thoughts, and then we will move to the offense. So Mark, talk about the Packers' defense up until this point and kind of give a thought process from your and and how they'll look to maybe attack the Vikings coming into this game. Yeah, so the Packers defense did pretty well yesterday or uh, last week, I should say, against the Texans. It was good to see some guys come back from injury and do well, like Raven Green and Kamal Martin. Uh, they were really good against the run against David Johnson last week. I, I know the Texans don't really have a super potent running game, but it was so good to see them make progress after the Buccaneers game and few other games where they were giving up a much higher yards per carry. Uh, hopefully, Darnell Savage and Kevin King can be back this week since the Vikings have a couple explosive receivers with Thielen and Jefferson. Um, it'd be nice to see if Christian Kirksey could come back since he got injured pretty early on in the year, but for now, Barnes and Martin are doing pretty well. Um, I thought they played pretty well against the Vikings, holding them in check, or they, I thought they pr- played pretty well against the Texans, holding them in check, especially with all the downfield plays uh, to Will Fuller or anything. They didn't really have any of that. Randall Cobb did make a lot of plays, which is interesting, especially with him being a former Packer. But overall, I thought they did pretty well, and they showed some good pressure against cause some good pressure against Deshaun Watson, especially in the red zone. So it was nice to see Mike Pettin be a little bit more aggressive as far as that goes. Um, just kind of sizing up the Vikings offensive roster. So Kirk Cousins, 11 touchdowns and 10 picks this year. He's one of the lowest rated quarterbacks in the league. Uh, obviously, Vikings are paying him a lot of money to be better than that. So this is Cousins' worst season statistically, and you cannot have met that many turnovers, especially with their defense being young and inexperienced. So they definitely need Cousins to pick it up. Uh, the running game has been pretty good. Delvin Cook has had a 5.3 yards per carry, and uh, Alexander Madison is a decent backup. He's not as explosive a playmaker as Delvin Cook, but so he's kind of like a Jamal Williams, and Delvin Cook is like their Aaron Jones, so Packers need to be ready for that. Um, an interesting note with the, defending the Vikings' running game, Kenny Clark is going to be hopefully be able to play this whole game, and they can do better than they did game one against the Vikings running game. As far as receivers, uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, both of them can make big plays. Jefferson, 19 yards per catch. I would I would assume that's got to be one of the highest in the league. So Packers need to watch the deep ball, keep everything in front of them. Thielen has seven touchdowns already. Kind of like the Packers, they're really top-heavy. There's almost no... There's almost no other catches from receivers this year besides Jefferson and Thielen, so they're pretty thin at that position. For uh, tight end, Kai Rudolph and Irv Smith, they both have 10 catches on the year. Rudolph has been a decent goal line target in his career. He's caught a lot of touchdowns at the goal line and stuff like that, but he's not a huge threat to stretch the field. Um, their O-line is kind of up and down. I'm just kind of doing some research. Their guards have really struggled this year. So hopefully Kenny Clark and Kings of Kiki can get some good good um, pressure against their O-line and stop their running game. 
Um, as far as some other interesting notes, Jerry Gray is now the Packers secondary coach. He was the Vikings secondary coach for a while. So he kind of knows the offense that the Vikings run and the Vikings know what he likes to do with their deep with a, with defensive back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, Vikings are in the top five in giveaways this year. So hopefully the Packers have a, a good chance for getting some more turnovers. Um, the Vikings are kind of an, an average offense, but a lot of their scoring has been done in garbage time. They've had a really hard time getting off to good starts. So hopefully for the Packers sake, that'll happen again and they can let loose um, Preston and Zadarius and Rashad Gary on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you said. You made a lot of good points there, Mark. Uh, I did want to touch base on Justin Jefferson first uh, for the Vikings. Uh, He's been one of the best rookies so far this year in the NFL, and he's a really good player. I know that Coming into the April draft uh, for the NFL, a lot of Packers people kind of thought that he might be a target for them in the draft, but he actually got picked ahead of uh, when they would have picked, so they wouldn't have had a chance of picking him unless they would have traded up, which they didn't trade up that far to to get him. So uh, he's now a Viking, and he's had a really productive season for the Vikings, and he looks to have a very bright future too uh, going forward. So it'll be uh, key to, to stop him as much as you can. He's another one of those players in sports that you're not really necessarily ever going to stop him, but you need to like contain him and you need to know that he's going to get his, but you can't let him go off or, or explode or anything like that. So uh, you're going to need to contain him as much as you can. And then Adam Thielen, I believe he's got like, around seven touchdowns so far this year. So uh, stopping him uh, or containing him again um, and understanding that he's probably going to get his, he's a very good receiver, but you need to make sure that like Mark, you said, you keep everything in front of you as much as you can and you limit the big plays for that Vikings offense because the Vikings, they're a struggling team. They're one in five and you can't let them, have a bunch of deep plays and get some confidence going. Cause in coming into this game, they're probably not very confident because they're a one in five team and they're going to have confidence like any team aside from that, because they want to win like any team in the NFL. But the, from a record standpoint, they're likely not to have a bunch of confidence. So you can't let them get off on big plays to Jefferson or Thielen or whoever it might be, or Dalvin cook has a big run and, and get some a spark on offense. And yeah, the Packers probably will be able to win this game either way. But still, if the Vikings get any confidence or any momentum, it could pose a problem. And who knows? The Vikings might win. Again, nobody thinks they're going to win because the Packers are the far superior team. But sometimes if you don't bring it, I believe Matt LaFleur in his earlier uh, week availability said, you know, kind of coach speak, but he, he, hinted at it, I'm paraphrasing, but he's he said basically we have to bring it every week. Otherwise, if we don't bring it a certain week, then we might lose, you know, because we're playing in the National Football League and these are really good teams that we're going against. Whether or not you want to factor in the record or not, they're still really talented players. Like, that's, that's the facts. And uh, I think that the Packers 
defensively, again, just try and avoid having the Vikings have all those big chunk plays. And I think that they've been able to do that to opposing teams this year as far as they keep everything in front and they don't let a whole lot of explosive plays happen. They're going to need to continue to do that against the Vikings. And additionally, I think that it's a good thing to get Kamal Martin back, the rookie that they drafted from Minnesota. He's a nice linebacker, and he he's showed well in camp. Now, I know camp is different from a game, but he still has the makings of being an okay linebacker if, if he stays ahead with everything and is able to, to do well uh, from that standpoint and avoids getting hurt. And then, like I said earlier, in this episode of my podcast, Kevin King isn't going to be able to go. So you're going to have to have Jair Alexander. I believe he'll be able to go. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. But aside from him, you're going to have to have other players step up, uh, whether that be Raven Green. I know he plays some safety, some corner. Uh, Chandon Sullivan, other players too. Kadar Holman step up from a cornerback standpoint because you're going to have Alexander on either Thielen or or Jefferson, I would suppose Thielen, but it could be Jefferson, and then you're going to need the other cornerback to cover the, the other as much as you can. And then aside from that, they're going to have a bunch of other players that you're going to have to factor in. So that's kind of my thoughts uh, from a defensive standpoint, and it's definitely good to get Kenny Clark back from injury. He's kind of the the star of that defensive line for the Packers. They have other capable players, but he's – big defensive tackle up front that that gets a lot of the really good play for them. And then uh, Preston and Zedarius, I know that they've showed flashes of being really good, but hopefully they have more really good plays. The Smith brothers, they call them. And then uh, defensively in the secondary, just do as best you can. And uh, hopefully the injury report is where most of the Packers players, if not all, can, can be able to go and they have uh, – as close to being as healthy as they can. So we will flip gears and talk about the Packers offense. Mark, I'll get your thoughts and then you can touch on the Vikings offense too. And then I'll go to my thoughts. So I'll turn things over to you to Mark. Yeah. Uh, so thanks Adam. Uh, just going off of the Packers, what they did last week, it was definitely nice to see Rogers get back on track. I know it wasn't, against a super highly rated defense, but, it, you know, you play who is on your schedule, and he, he did really well. Obviously, Devontae Adams had a great game last week, and I would expect another big game from him this week. Uh, I saw earlier today, it looks like Aaron Jones is ruled out against the Vikings, so it's going to be up to Jamal Williams again. He did pretty pretty well, I would say, in um, backup duty last week for, for Aaron Jones. He was good out of the backfield catching some passes and then getting what he needed to do on the ground. Um, I saw the Packers added Seth Roberts to their practice squad. So he has been a receiver for several years. He had between 32 and 45 catches each year with the Raiders from 2015 to 2018. Um, there's still rumors swirling about if they're going to get Wolfville or another or another receiver. But for this week, i say look again for another heavy dose of Devontae Adams. Uh, hopefully, Tunyon and Sternberger will get some more opportunities in the passing game. I think 
they both have some talent and can make some plays down the field. It's just a matter of giving them some chances. Also, MVS definitely struggled last week. He, I don't think, had any catches, and he did have a drop. So it seems like Rodgers might have some more trust building for Malik Taylor, especially after he caught that touchdown last week. So I wouldn't be surprised if LaFleur maybe tries to get Malik Taylor more involved with the passing game here. Um, as far as the Packers outside, Devontae has another good matchup this week. The Vikings secondary, like Adam was talking about, is really banged up. He dominated them against week one, or he dominated the Vikings in week one. So I'm assuming the Vikings will try to double him or shake coverage so others can be open for the Packers. So hopefully there'll be other people stepping up. Um, the Packers had a decent day running against the Vikings week one. It was kind of a mix of Aaron Jones, Tyler Irvin, Jamal Williams. So it'd be interesting to see if they get Tyler Irvin back and maybe do some more reverses and things because they had a pretty good yards per play, I believe, doing that the first week against the Vikings. Um, when you see this game, probably just like the week one, seeing the Vikings defense, a lot of familiar names are gone. So Everson Griffin is gone. Daniel Hunter is gone. Uh, he's Daniel Hunter's injured. Everson Griffin's on another team. Linval Joseph is not there anymore in the middle. Michael Pierce was a, a big signing for the Vikings to plug the run this offseason, but he opted out because of COVID. So I think, and then also um, the secondary um Trey Waynes is not there anymore, and neither is Xavier Rhodes. So they were longtime defensive backs for the Vikings, and they probably could have did a better job, I think, as far as planning for those guys leaving because they pretty much were left with all really young players and inexperienced D-backs. And it's hard enough playing D-back in the NFL, but if you have a bunch of rookies and, and second-year guys, I think that's going to be tough for their secondary moving forward. Um, so I definitely think the Vikings are probably going to try to bring the blitz or try some different things because what they did week one obviously didn't work. Um, they still do have some good players, though, like Eric Kendricks. He is a tackling machine at linebacker for them. He's all over the field. Uh, Anthony Harrison is a good safety for them. And then obviously Harrison Smith as well, um, can make some big plays in the secondary. Anthony Barr was a big loss for them too, especially with um, his athleticism and pass rushing abilities. So he's been injured, I believe, since the beginning of the year. So uh, hopefully the Packers will be able to keep their pass rush in check. And then the Vikings are bottom six in, take in takeaways this year as well. So Rodgers Usually Aaron Rodgers is pretty good with not throwing interceptions, and I would think that unless the Packers are slow down in the red zone or if they have turnovers, they should be able to move the ball pretty easily against the Vikings' defense this week. Yeah, uh, I think that those are all great points again by you, Mark, and uh, I think as far as my thoughts on the Packers' offense heading into – Sunday's game against the Vikings. I think that, uh, like you mentioned, Seth Roberts, they added to the practice squad. So uh, he definitely has some experience. Uh, I think I saw that they, uh, they being the Carolina Panthers, signed him in free agency to a more lucrative, not, not by much, but more of a kind of lucrative deal, more money 
uh, given to him. Then uh, the Packers gave uh, Devin Funches, who uh, later opted out before the season because of COVID. So that's uh, kind of interesting, I thought, to see. Uh, and he probably, I wouldn't assume, would be up as far as on the active roster for Sunday, uh, but he could be a potential key player uh, if he shows well. Uh, obviously, he has a good, pretty good pedigree as a wide receiver and has been able to stay in the league for uh, several years, so he's, he's a pretty talented player. So that could help them later in the season uh, as far as their wide receiver, a nice addition there. And then I like that you brought up about the trade deadline uh, for the Packers and for every team is uh, Tuesday. So I believe it's at 3 o'clock Central Time uh, or somewhere in the middle of the afternoon on Tuesday. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if the Packers do make a move in the past. As most, if not all of you know, the Packers are kind of hesitant to, to make a move and they're more kind of do the best we can with what we have and maximize everything we have. Uh, and they kind of want to keep their, their draft capital as far as that goes, as far as picks, and they want to avoid trading picks. Uh, but if they can get an impact player like you mentioned, Mark, with like say a Will Fuller, I think it's worth giving up a third or fourth round pick uh, because he's very good. He's a speedster. He uh, is pretty tall. I think he's six one, six two, which the Packers normally like taller receivers. And I believe he's got some slot experience too, in addition to playing on the outside. So uh, that would definitely be a nice addition. And he's still pretty young too, so maybe he could be a player if they were to get him that would be able to maybe work out a contract later on and stay with Green Bay if they were able to acquire him. But uh, a, a long way to go as far as that goes, but I just wanted to uh, kind of bring that up and uh, be kind of paying attention as we all will be uh, to see if there's trades made. I'm sure that there will be some trades made in the NFL and uh, who gets moved and who kind of gets moved to playoff teams, playoff contending teams to improve their roster even more than what it was. And uh, the draft picks that some maybe teams that aren't in it, they might want to build for the future and get some some draft picks. Uh, so the Packers could be one of those teams. We'll see. But as for Sunday, I agree with you. I think that uh, Robert Tunyon uh, and Jay Sternberger for tight end will probably get more chances of the passing game. Mercedes Lewis might get a few, but he's more of a blocker they like to have. So uh that's definitely something to look for. And then Malik Taylor, I think, will get more of a expanded role with the offense as far as he will get in on a lot of plays. He might not get a, a lot of the targets, but he could he could also get an increased number in targets. As you mentioned, Mark, he had the touchdown last week, and Rodgers seems to be getting more and more comfortable with him as far as that goes. And then Devontae Adams, he's a machine every week. You know what you're getting out of him. Uh, they're going to feed him like they do every week, and he's one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, so he'll continue to roll on Sunday, hopefully for the Packers. And then Jamal Williams and uh, A.J. Dillon in the running game, as Aaron Jones, as you mentioned, Mark, will be out. He's already been ruled out. And Jamal Williams did very well. Uh, and then A.J. Dillon has some pretty good carries too. Uh, he might not have had the big stat line, but he does have some good carries when he fills in for the few touches that he gets in a game and look for that to maybe expand potentially this year. Uh, maybe not, not, not by a whole lot cause they have Aaron Jones, but for a few following years, depending on what the Aaron Jones situation is, hopefully he can stay in green Bay. But if not in the future, then AJ Dillon will probably be more of an expanded role. And especially in the winter time, I know 
he's a bigger running back. So when it gets colder in December, uh, he's a really good guy to, to run the ball and uh, be kind of a workhorse in addition to their other running backs that they have with Jones and Williams. So uh, the Vikings, like you mentioned, have all those players that aren't with the team anymore. And it's definitely something to say because the Vikings, for all those years, you have the all those players that we're, we all know that Mark mentioned, and they're always there, but now they're kind of not there anymore. And I know that they acquired guys like Unique Ngakwe um, earlier in the year, and they kind of f- figured him to be more really good player on the defensive line, but their season hasn't worked out, so they kind of come to grips with, hey, let's trade him, let's get some draft capital. And you could see more of that as we approach the deadline on Tuesday. So the Vikings' defense isn't what it was what it used to be, but I'm sure Mike Zimmer, he's a defensive-minded coach, he's going to get them as ready as they can and maximize what talent they do have on that have on that off on the defensive side of the ball, rather uh, maximize that as much as they can, and um, hopefully for his sake they do a good job. But I think that the Packers still, even with that, will have no problem being able to beat the Vikings. Which brings us to the last segment of this episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. After this short audio break, we will be talking about predictions, Mark's prediction and my prediction. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead to the last portion of this episode of Big A Sports Show, I we have set you up as far as everything you need to know for the game, all the essential stuff for the Packer biking game on Sunday. And I have Mark Trunk, my cousin, along with me for this episode of my podcast. I'm Adam Van Handel, host of Big A Sports Show, and we will be giving our predictions. So that will happen right now without further ado. Mark, what do you think? Packers or Vikings? Who's winning on Sunday? I'll take the Packers 35-24. I think they have too much firepower on offense, and they should be able to uh, limit Kirk Cousins on defense and uh, I think they come away with a relatively easy victory and hopefully they can stay injury-free and get ready for San Fran. I agree with you. I believe the Packers will win and all your reasons that you stated are very true. I think uh, hopefully they can get some turnovers off Kirk Cousins in addition to everything else defensively. Hopefully the offense keeps wheeling and dealing and uh, doing good things there. Maddie LaFleur calling the plays and uh, – Aaron Rodgers slinging the rock around in addition to the running game, and all, all that is good. And then defensively, like I said, hopefully they can play well there and uh, get ready for San Fran and add another win to their winning record on the season. So that will about wrap it up for this episode of Big A Sports Show. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, all my past episodes, all my future episodes. If you missed anything, listen back uh, for that in the episode log on my podcast. Uh, breakdown as far as anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, hope you all have a good weekend, and hopefully we get a Packers win. Go Pack Go, and I'll look forward to talking with you all again very soon. This has been Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel.